The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrook. Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive Poppychulo Radio pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Priscilla Rocha. Hey, guys. And Katie. Hey, guys. Can't wait. Well, well, we have a lot to say about the episode, so it's going to be a great, great episode. (laughs) Katie was like, do I like this one or not? (laughs) Decisions, decisions. (laughs) That was adorable. All right, everyone, let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 13, which was titled Ill Boating Patterns and aired March 19th, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. When Gideon resumes his mission to kill Emma and become the savior, Mr. Gold steps in to ensure that the use of dark magic does not poison his son. Meanwhile, Robin proves willing to ally himself with anyone offering the possibility of escape from Regina and Storybrooke. Hook gathers the courage to come clean to Emma, but not before she discovers he's been keeping a secret. And in a flashback to Fairytale Land, the legendary folk hero Beowulf sets his sights on Rumpelstiltskin after the Dark One uses his powers to defeat the ogres and win the war for humanity. Burm, 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 burm. Alright, so I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and we'll start off with Katie. Okay, well, oh my goodness, what's to say about this episode? Um, it was, okay, um, first of all, what stuck out to me the most was that it was just so oddly paced. Like, the Regina and Robin stuff, it didn't even feel like it, it fit in the episode, it fit so oddly in the episode, and it just, it felt like we went on this whole adventure in the past and then, like, erased it all. Uh, I mean, it kind of, it transferred some of the stuff over to modern day, but at the same time, I was like, why did we even need to see that? Um, it just, it was such a weird episode, and I actually do not mind Fairytale Land Dark One Rumpelstiltskin with Young Bay. Like, I 
some of those episodes have been my favorites in the past just because I like that version of Rumple. Um, but this one just felt odd. I don't, maybe you guys will have something different to say or like be able to pinpoint exactly why. But I think the main thing for me was I was just so weirdly paced and we really only saw Rumple and Gideon for the majority of the episode. And the Robin and Regina stuff was like randomly in there and it didn't feel like it fit. And then of course the ending was great. I love the ending that, that redeemed the episode for me, but, but that, that's about it. I really wasn't a fan. I wouldn't go back and rewatch this one. Ooh, well, I'll go next and I'll say, I did not care for the episode either. I thought, see the thing with the fairy tale and flashback. I don't mind juicy. Woo, Rumple. I think he's fun, and his flashbacks can be interesting at times. But I felt like this flashback was completely unnecessary, and the only reason that this flashback was created was to butcher a character that I actually like, a uh, young Balefire, and f- for the purposes of redeeming rumple in the present so i didn't care for the flashback story at all i agree with you katie the regina and robin stuff was and and zelina stuff was just sort of like shoehorned in and it it didn't make any sense and i'm the opposite of you katie i didn't like the ending because i feel like if anyone is a fan of that couple that was like the worst way for a proposal to happen Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll we'll discuss it, Katie. We'll you discuss. you can we'll you can rep the Captain Swans, but I <laughs> I feel bad for the Captain Swans cuz that was a ruined moment in my opinion. Um Priscilla, what did you think of the episode? Your initial thoughts? Man, I'm kind of the like everybody in this group has different opinions about this episode and I'm not one that's going to change that dynamic because I liked the episode up until a certain point. I thought it was interesting how each character was showing what it's like to have been bad and what decisions make them change or make them a different person. So the hook, the Regina, and the Rumple things made sense to me. And I kind of like seeing a different take on why he's a bad person. So Ness- retconning Young Bay and why he hates magic didn't seem to bother me as much but that ending that ending which made it like cyclical like rumple is not going to change because he's doing the same decision that he did before he hasn't learned a thing bell is somehow okay with this we got pretty much the shittiest like proposal that we could ever get thank you and like the only i love thing you priscilla it for me the wow. only thing that redeemed it to, for me was Regina. Regina, like, owning up to shit and being like, you know what? It's not her fault. It's mine. Like, yeah, that was good. Uh, I, I I give you props was, yeah. on that. That was really good. I did appreciate that. Yeah, so I guess we're in for an interesting ride tonight, listeners. So before we get to that ride, though, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Weekly Mirror. 
Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. Uh, shout out to the opening uh, title card, which featured an ogre from the Ogre Wars in the forest. So we always start off with the flashback. So let's get into that. I was actually about to say, let's get that out the way. But um, let's get into that. Shade yes. more days. So uh, to put this in somewhat chronological order... This it happens, I would say, shortly after Rumple has become the Dark One. Because remember, he got out of the Ogre Wars, he crippled himself. So, so this is around the time, like, he's fresh, juicy. Woo! So, <laughs> we're seeing the events of the first Ogre Wars, and... Uh, this is like the first time we're actually seeing the war, which I think is is really interesting. So, thank you, um, six seasons later, for showing us <laughs> what they've discussed for like every single season. Yeah, um, I'll give them props for that because that was the one thing I did appreciate about the flashbacks is we actually got to see the ogre wars that they talk so much about, but we've never really exactly. Seen, well, the so. first one. Um, the first one. Yeah. When what would be the second one? The one where Bell. Um, I guess. That's what I'm getting. I, I thought that the, the second one would be the one where Charming's brother got killed and we okay. saw Belle, Belle's mom get killed. Okay, that makes oh, sense. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, and that's when Belle um, gave up her services uh, to Rumple. I guess that's the kindest mm-hmm. way to say it. In exchange... Wiki? Damn! <laughs> in exchange to... For, for their protection of the Ogre Wars, right? Something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have a young soldier, and uh, he's being uh, basically given a pep talk by the leader, Beowulf. Uh, and uh, they're like, you know, we have to fight. We all have to be brave. And I have this sword. It's called Hunting. And, um, you know, it's going to make me become a hero. And we're going to defeat these ogres. And everything's going to be fantastic. And basically, he's like, yells for Sparta. And uh, he runs away, like, um, he runs towards the ogres, I should say, like uh, Braveheart and stuff um, to mix uh, movies. And, um, you know, they start fighting the ogres, but it was funny, and I kind of laughed. I'm sorry, but that young soldier that was scared and wanted to leave, he got crushed by an ogre. <laughs> he got wrecked! <laughs> he was right! Oh my god, did you see everybody freaking die? It was perfect. <laughs> like, this is no Game of Thrones, but holy shit, like, 
Man, was, I felt wow. bad. <laughs> yeah, that poor boy. <laughs> poor guy. The, Wil the Wilhelm scream too. The ah, like that 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 <laughs> scream that comes out all the time. Yeah. The movie, it came out again. Uh, it's too much. Oh. And so Beowulf ends up being the only one that survives. Like everyone is dead, and he sees one more ogre. This was kind of like the mini boss because it had like extra armor and stuff, and it looked kind of different. And so he goes after it, but someone beats him to it. It is Rumpelstiltskin, the Dark One, and he uses his dagger to basically kill all of the ogres he's like you hear that oh they're all dead poof you know the the war is over and so beowulf is very pissed because he wanted to be the hero and he's basically like you took my shine man and i want it back but rumpelstiltskin's like hey the, the war is over i did what i was supposed to do bam and so Later on in the village, uh, Rumple and Teenage Balefire, they, they have a bit of an issue, you know, of course, as we know, with Balefire uh, and, and Rumple's usage of magic and dark magic uh, causing even uh, greater ramifications to, to what they've done. Because Beowulf actually mentions to Rumple, like, how can you do this with dark magic? You know, you've wiped them out with dark magic, and obviously magic comes with a price, and so something worse is going to happen, which I guess maybe there's why there's, there's a second Ogre's War. I don't know. But the villagers arrive to Rumpel's shack, hovel, whatever, and uh, basically they ask for his help. After Rumpel has basically promised Balefire not to use dark magic ever again, they're like, some creature named Grendel has kidnapped all of the villagers, and uh, we need your help in getting them back. And so Balefire basically tells Rumpel, we can do this without any magic let's go do it together i'll help you we'll save everybody and uh you know the the villagers will uh, see that you're a good man and that you aren't um addicted to this dark magic so rumple ends up giving the dagger to a balefire to keep him from using it and when they arrive in the cave to draw out grendel rumple and balefire discover that it was a setup by Beowulf. Beowulf had this um, horn that makes sort of like an ogre, it's like an ogre cry horn type of thing, and that's the, what he was using to make the sound of what a Grendel would be. And uh, basically, Side this note, was. Uh huh. This means he killed a whole bunch of villagers. Exactly. Like and whole... he, he admitted it. He said that he killed the villagers so that. Uh, Beowulf admits to, to killing the villagers so that. Rumple will be seen as the monster, and uh, he ends up swiping the dagger from Balefire, and he tells Rumple to freeze, basically, and he's like, "I'm gonna go get the villagers, you know, to show them what you did, and they won't, they won't, uh, they won't uh, believe you in saying that I did it because they know that you're the Dark One and all this kind of stuff." Uh, Rumple tells Balefire to flee. He, he's so extra. He really is. <laughs> Rumple tells Balefire to, to flee, which he does, and uh, so uh, Beowulf is, has this plan to frame the Dark One for murder, and uh, the the whole crux of this plan is that Balefire 
not Balefire, Beowulf will use his hunting sword to defeat Rumpelstiltskin, and then he will be he will finally be seen as the hero that he is. So as uh, Beowulf, you know, rushes through the forest to go back to the village to tell on Rumple. Um, Balefire ends up tricking him with his same horn, which I'm like, dude, wouldn't you like, hello? But anyway, um, he falls for it. Balefire swipes the Dark One dagger as uh, Beowulf is like ready to strike Balefire. Uh, Balefire calls on the Dark One. Rumpelstiltskin arrives and uh, like pushes with magic Beowulf away and as Beowulf is ready to escape basically saying haha I'm still gonna do what I told you I was gonna do uh Balefire summons the Dark One uh, to kill Beowulf and uh yeah so even even though Rumple was like you know I, we can go to a new village we can do this out of the other but no so Balefire makes Rumple kill Beowulf, and uh, later on in their hovel, uh, Balefire earlier had been bullied by I think it was the baker's son, and so now Balefire like has this fire in him. Oh look at Balefire and fire, and so he's like, you know, I want you to use this dark magic to protect us, and you're gonna show that boy a thing or two, and this out of the other, and so Rumpelstiltskin uh, secretly gives Balefire a memory forgetting potion, and as uh, Balefire's sipping it, because Balefire's like, what is this? And he's like, you know what, I, I don't want you to have a darkened heart after what you did, so you are going to forget everything that you just did, and uh, blah blah <laughs> like, blah. Like, forgetting about shit means that a darkened heart, like, stops being dark. <laughs> well, there you go. get that out there. That's very accurate. And so, after Balefire finishes, uh, sipping on the tea he's like what happened we, i was in the cave and so rumple basically uh, makes him believe that it was under rumple's own doing that rumple um it was rumple's decision to kill beowulf and uh balefire um ends up uh, sort of getting pissed off at uh rumple and that's kind of like the end of the flashback so let's talk about the flashback uh, I don't know. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I guess I'll go first. Go ahead. A little part of me feels like... I've I've never liked the character Balefire. Both the younger or the older version. I find him useless. But, um... I don't know. It felt weird to me that you take somebody that hates magic, hates the usage of it, and mm-hmm. make him use dark magic like in this manner because he used it like it doesn't matter if rumple was the tool like he decided i want to kill beowulf like but another like smaller part of me chimes in that like well this would make sense as to subconsciously why he hates dark magic so much because he used it because he's been corrupted by it before and more unfairly it explains why gideon and and bay are kind of the same way in that magic is very easy to fall into it's very easy to succumb to that temptation and i can see where um jeffrey's coming from that it's it's kind of an uh, a way to redeem rumple by saying like well he didn't fall into the darkness of his own volition he fell because 
his son made him, which which is oversimplifying the dynamic that they have. I appreciated the episode for what it was. I liked seeing complexity in Rumpel's backstory. Like, I hate this whole, like, I'm bad because I love the darkness. Like, at least this is, like, the reason, like, the first injection of heroin that this drug addict has had. Like, this makes sense to me. It's, It's a pity that they had to take the first epic, the story that made all heroes come before it Beowulf and like kind of pervert it that way but this is once upon a time it takes every story and kind of twists it into a new way and if they have to twist Beowulf into the reason why Bey hates magic and why Rumpel is a bad guy then so be it like I I, I didn't mind the the flashback they're just little niggling bits that I didn't like Yeah, it was a classic once upon a time flashback. Um I I really can't pinpoint why I just didn't like it. I think like I said, I think my main issue was that the whole episode just didn't it didn't meld together in my opinion. Um but I don't know. I have like no opinions about the flashback except that it was like we got this whole flashback and then they like erased it all. I mean, there were lasting effects, obviously, but like they erased literally everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Man, this is as close as Katie is going to get to being negative about something. I know, right? <laughs> like, she's I had her it's, moments in the past. It's <laughs> telling, though. Like, it's almost worse damnation to say. I didn't feel anything for this as opposed to I hated it because then you felt something. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I I mean, I I literally just don't have an opinion. Like, it it was definitely a classic once flashback where they take a character that you think that you know and then totally change him around. And they really did change Beowulf around. He was was kind of a butthole, like an asshole. Yeah, he was uh, (laughs) hero-hungry. And he yeah. that's all that he wanted to be. And he like, wanted to be he, a hero at at like yeah. all costs. And he was like totally willing to like he like killed so many people and then he was totally willing to just like kill a child no no second thoughts and wow. He was something else. But uh I mean I appreciate that they do take characters and switch them around. That's what I love about the show so much. Um so and I mean I think he fit well into the story. It wasn't that he didn't fit at all. Um, it just... I literally had no opinions. Like, it spoke for itself. The whole thing kind of spoke for itself. So. Yeah. yeah. I actually am the opposite of Priscilla in the sense that I like young Balefire. I don't like Neil. So, growing up, Balefire is a character that I don't enjoy. But I did like young mm-hmm. Balefire when he was in the flashbacks. And, and, like, all of his flashbacks for the most part. I didn't like this Balefire because I, I feel like they completely retconned him. They they bastardized uh, uh, Balefire to suit Rumpel, which was a little bit disappointing. And it's not like they've never done that to other characters before. They kind of bastardized Snowing when um, you know they did that whole thing with Maleficent's baby, Lily. They completely like changed mm, that's right. their... Mm-hmm. You know, they made them do... 
um, out-of-character stuff to suit the plot. Yeah. And uh, whenever they do that kind of stuff, it's kind of annoying. The other thing that kind of just completely threw me out of the story from the flashback is the fact that this is a flashback that takes place in between previous flashbacks, and they didn't use the same Balefire actor, and that was kind of yeah, odd. Yeah, I mean they they can't because that he is so he grew much up. older, and yeah, like they. What's so fu- I mean, it's fun that they're able to flash back to stuff like this, but unfortunately, when it's so many years later, the character or the actor who's played the character has grown up so much. And okay, it's very I haven't obvious. seen him recently, so yeah, it it is pretty obvious, which sucks but uh yeah i would have preferred it because i love dylan i think it's dylan schmidt i think that's what his name is i think so too i loved him he made me fall in love with young balefire he is a great young balefire and i'm the same as you i loved young balefire neil i was in on at first and then i just i really didn't care about him um so i always appreciate when we do get to see young balefire which was fun that we did get to see it, but it sucks that we don't have the same actor. Yeah, I completely agree. Just because it was a flashback that took in, took place in between other flashbacks, and so it it was kind of mm-hmm, odd exactly. and jarring for a moment. Yeah. All right, so I guess we've said everything we needed to say about the flashback. That was fast. <laughs> I think that's record time, wow. listeners. So. Let's get into present day Storybook USA, and we're going to start off with um, pretty much, I think this was the shortest storyline, and um, it was definitely a controversial storyline, apparently, from just our initial reactions. So we start off at Granny's, and uh, Archie finds Hook drinking, and uh, Hook obviously is still reeling from the fact that he killed uh, Robert, a.k.a. Papa Charming, and um, he's sort of tells Archie that uh, the reason he's drinking isn't because Charming said no, that um, he doesn't give his blessing to Hook uh, for, to Hook to, to marry um, Emma. It's because he found something out about his past, and he knows he's going to have to tell Emma, but he has no idea you know, what the reaction is going to be. And so Archie basically commends him, and he's like, well, just the fact that you are wanting to come clean about something from your past, you know, means that you have changed and Emma will realize it and all this kind of stuff. So, after spending maybe the entire day drinking at Granny's, he later on visits Emma at uh, her house and he wants to tell Emma the truth. But uh, Emma said you know is like you know you've been keeping something from me and she shows him the engagement ring and uh she basically says you know i maybe because he had said something like well i want to tell you something this is before he figured out or she she shows him the ring you know i want to tell you something but i don't know what your answer is going to be and so she's like you know my answer will be yes and so when she pulls out the ring, uh, Hook gets down on one knee and proposes, and you know they kiss, they hug, but you can see the look on Hook's face, like, oh my gosh, you know what just happened, and I still need to tell you this big secret from my past. So let's discuss this. 
And I'll go first. I'll I'll go with the negative, and then we'll get a little bit of lightness from Katie, and then we'll we'll go back to the negative with Priscilla. Oh my god! So here's my Damn. thing. Damn. Here's my thing. The reason that this bothers me, and not only was it shoehorned in in this weird episode, but I guess it kind of makes sense. I, I'll give Priscilla lots of credit because she kind of broke it down in a way that that all these storylines do sort of make sense. So th- thank you for that, Priscilla. But when I initially watched it, I was like, this has been shoehorned into this episode. And A, I didn't like that he was drunk when he did it. B, I didn't like that he didn't tell the secret first. And C, it, it just felt forced and rushed and it, it just... Him not confessing or not getting the chance to confess, him being drunk, it, it just sort of ruined and darkened the moment on what should be a very happy occasion for Captain Swan people. Like, I've read the response online, and a lot of Captain Swan people are just sort of like, fuck it, I don't care, they're engaged! And I get that you're happy about that, but you should want your favorite character, if this is your favorite ship, to have, you know, like, the perfect moment. And I just feel like Hook sort of being drunk, and Hook uh, having this dark secret burden his spirit completely ruined the moment for me at least because i'm rooting for them i'm not i may not be a shipper on this show as i've said before i like my characters to be happy so whoever they want to be with i'm fine with but i don't know it just it tainted it for me so katie it didn't taint it for you so explain why no no that's not what i said (laughs) oh okay you just said you liked it that you're happy okay you're one of those captain swamp people are like fuck it i don't care they're engaged yep (laughs) so here's the thing here's the thing number one he was drunk because and and yes i would have liked him to have been sober but he was drunk because he was going there to or confess you know that he killed her grandfather yeah only on the show (laughs) uh and so, you know, that's the reason it's, you know, him delving a little bit back into his past by relying on rum, which, uh, you know, he has changed a little bit throughout the seasons, but uh, he definitely, that's part of his old personality that he runs to when he's nervous and he is um, really upset about something. So it makes sense, in my opinion. Um of course, I would have liked him to have been sober. The whole proposal is not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted at all. Uh, because I just want them to be happy. But every time something happy ha- happens for them, it's tainted in some way. Their first date was tainted uh, because of the whole... It was something with um, Rumple. And, the evil hand. Yep, yep, the evil hand. And... Uh, just everything in their past that's supposed to be happy has been tainted in some way. And this, of course, had to be tainted as well. And it sucks and it makes me so mad. And it's not the proposal I wanted at all. But she's so happy. <laughs> and I know that I know it's I'm clinging to the fact that it's all going to work out, obviously, because in the future they do have the big wedding and everyone's happy. 
So I'm clinging to that that it all works out. But you know, would be what would be so hilarious. Don't don't say if what, the what wedding was, was like for someone else and everyone thinks it's Captain. No. Yes! Oh my god! I, I hope would, that happens. I quit. I'm gonna quit the show. That that would make me laugh. It, it would. No. I feel like they're it's not happened. heading in that route. But PSA is not gonna like, happen. <laughs> Oh, like you know, Bell and Rumple finally get their real wedding or something. Like you know, it, it's it's someone <laughs> completely different. Like Granny and Geppetto get married or something. Oh dear God! <laughs> PSA, it's not gonna happen. But it would be funny. But I, I mean, obviously, it's it's headed into a Captain Swan wedding. Yeah. But but you know, so no, I'm not happy. But I am happy because I'm just so used to everything they do being like having some dramatic element to it that's so unnecessary but that's just the show like every couple has you know happy moments and then it's destroyed by some dramatic stupid thing and i know that it's all gonna work out in the end and i'm just gonna be happy because she was so happy it was so cute when she was she just couldn't contain her excitement she wanted to be proposed to him and instead of just waiting and letting him propose to her she I had to like throw it out and be like, I would say yes, ask me now. And it was so cute. And uh, it shows how far she's come. It really shows how far she's come. And I love that about her. Um, but I do wish it hadn't happened this way, especially because he needs to tell her. And it's going to drive me insane until he does. But it kind of looks like. That might happen next episode. So I'm, I'm hoping for a quick resolution. Oh, dear gosh. But I am happy. <laughs> He's going to walk down the aisle, and they're going to be like, does anybody object? And Hook is going to be like, um, Emma, I have something to confess to you and your family <laughs> oh right now. Gosh, shut up. You remember your grandpapa? Well, I killed him by accident. Or on purpose, but without knowing who it was. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Okay, Priscilla, shit on um, on Katie's ticker tape parade. Okay, Whatever. I have a breakdown for this. Like, I have stuff that I want to say. So. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I love it. Is this like a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> yes, it's got bullets and everything. I'm here for it. Because, like, I was okay. doing A, B, and C, and Katie did 1, 2, and 3. I like it. So... I liked the starting point where he's at Granny's having like a difficult time debating whether or not he should tell Emma something because we got Jiminy Cricket there being like the biggest Captain Swan shipper, being like <laughs> with the him. biggest fucking grin, just like, no, but you're better than that and you've learned so much and you have a conscience now, good on you. And then he proceeds to like not even touch his burger or his salad and I just know, drinks like four more shots of rum and was just kind of like god damn <laughs> like I knew it wasn't gonna end up well like when you when you saw that shot I was like it, it, there's when a she difference like, well, when she ran down so happy I was like oh crap here we go <laughs> when there's a difference between taking one shot for liquid courage and taking like five to be drunk enough so it doesn't hurt when you say something like there's there's a difference and that that line that it, it towed that line kind of like it 
it bothered the shit out of me, especially since he comes into the house and the first thing she says is, whoa, Captain Morgan. Like, that is not what you want to say to the guy who's, like, going to ask for your hand in marriage. I, I don't want to be like, damn, you smell like vodka. Come into my arms, baby. Like, the, you you don't want that. Yeah, no, but, but although I did like the line, I thought we were switching to water. <laughs> great. But, okay, so he he's so ready to tell her the truth. And, again, this episode tied together for me because it shows how different people react to their dark side, to a secret, to the evil within them. Rumple kind of falls on the same sort of pattern, repeating the mistake. Regina accepts her mistake and chooses to move on or to do something better in exchange for that and hook throws it like underneath the carpet and just like ignores it and choose chooses not to accept or deny it which god i hated and i hated how like i saw it and i saw her say like really happily like i know what it's here for and i just want to say yes and like, my soul wanted to cry out and be like, yes, this is for coming from the girl who in Camelot said, whoa, 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 and refused to even listen to him in case he was, like, gonna propose to her. Like, huge change from Emma there. But, fuck, I, I, I was saying fuck you to the TV because I hated the fact that they were giving me the engagement this way. It felt tainted. It felt wrong. And I guess, like, that, is a great thing about Once Upon a Time is that it makes you feel something. And I'm one of those Captain Swan shippers who hated this proposal. Like, she deserves better than that. And that hug, that happiness is, like, someone else on Tumblr, like, ev evoked this perfectly. That every time you see Belle hug, hug Rumple, it's always, like, she's always closing her eyes and, like, kind of feeling the moment. And he's just looking on tortured. It's, it's been like that every hug. And with Captain Swan now, she's hugging him and her eyes are closed and she's so happy. And he's the one that's looking tortured and to the side and he's not enjoying the moment because he just fucked up and did something stupid. Like, ah, oh, like, I get that it's a jiffable moment. I get that it's amazing that, yes, they're engaged now, but not like this. Not like this. Oh, y'all. Katie, do you have a rebuttal? I do not. I can't talk sense into people, so... Oh! I'm just, I'm just kidding! I'm just oh! <laughs> Those are fighting words, Katie. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna send you to the dark realm. No! I do... Oh, the, another comment that you had made earlier about how you felt it was shoehorned in. I do feel like that was oh, a thank big you, issue Katie. for me, too. Because... Oh, I just want them to have a happy moment that's happy for happy's sake and that is not shoved into an episode that was basically all about Rumple. Like that, like literally, there was like the whole episode, except for the Regina, Robin, and Selena stuff, was Rumple, and then we randomly had like two little scenes of Captain Swan and Hook. And it was like, really? I'm going to call out Brittany and say, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm, I'm okay. This is what I'm hoping for. We get the whole drama surrounding the stupid 
him killing her grandfather, and then we have like a better proposal scene. Dear, uh, please, please give me that. Well, that could happen. Maybe. Who knows? I'm crossing my fingers. Yes. And so I was hoping for a date, for him to take her, like to have her on his ship, like a re, like looking at like the either the white gown from Camelot or her pink dress for their first date, or maybe the red dress when they first dance oh together. Gosh. Like any one of those things, like it would have been sweet. It would have been calling out something, and instead we get that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we get that. <laughs> Okay, I'm just, I'm like, listen, I am the person who just looks for the best in everything. So I'm like really clinging to hope that... And you should, this is the show to cling to hope to, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm just clinging to the fact that hopefully we get something better later on. And I'm just going to pretend that all the drama wasn't there and be happy that they're engaged. Oh my gosh. Happy endings begin with hope. So yeah, yes. see, there you go. <laughs> oh, look at that. Dun, 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 dun. All right. So what I think, though, I think we can all agree that we are happy they are engaged. We're just not happy how they got there. Yes, yes, for sure. So. Oh, I'm not happy they're engaged. Like, oh, okay. I was, I, like oh, I, I, I want that to be retconned. I, I want like a new engagement because I feel. You can't be engaged to someone and have a secret that big or have really, like yeah, that is true. have a secret and have them be like, Well, I don't want to be engaged to you anymore and leave. Like that negates like the, whole the flash. <laughs> yes. What is oh, going on? Oh, Katie. <laughs> Look at Katie watching <laughs> the flash. What is hey. up with these shitty engagements? Holy shit. I know. Shit, you're right. It's oh, the season God. of shitty engagements. Just like last season oh. was the season for all the lesbians to die. Yeah. See, there you go. I don't know. Keep the lesbian away from, like, my Ruby. Don't have her die. And change (laughs) this engagement. Retcon it the way you retcon Bay. Like, make this better. (laughs) I love it. Well, there's that. All right, let's get into the next biggest storyline of the episode. And that is Robin, Regina, and Zelina. And so, uh, Robin has shown up at Zelina's place uh, after sort of like chatting with um, with Regina at some point, and he, he was hiding all those potions that he had stolen, and he was looking very shady. We find out that what he stole was basically magic to... Uh, cancel out the protection spell that was placed on the town and i was reading a lot of like recaps and stuff online and a lot of the recappers were very confused about why the town has a protection spell on it the evil queen put a protection spell on the town when she arrived uh, I guess it was earlier this season. A lot of people were confused. They were like, "Is that the one that Dark Emma put on the town?" I, I get. I guess that th- I get. I should say that there are a lot of protection spells on the series. But like, come on, <laughs> a new one every every season. <laughs> yes, get up to the times, recappers. So this oh, is man. this is the one the evil queen plays. Because remember, everyone was surprised because only people uh, only the the regina blood can get into the vault and that kind of thing although nowadays it's, it seems like anybody can go into the vault but that's a whole nother story <laughs> for a whole nother day it's the same thing with greg mendel right why his, he lost his father 
Like that oh. barrier mm-hmm. set up? Or was it the barrier no, no, that it's... made it so only the people that had the scroll that came with like Elsa's family could go in and out? We've had several story since book. then. No, there have been a lot since then. <sighs> yes. Okay. It's okay. Taking them down and putting them back up. <laughs> I know, right? Basically, and so he wants to leave Storybrooke because he feels like he can't live up to the legacy of this Robin that was here. And, and to be quite honest, he kind of doesn't really want to. He just wants to steal. So, um, <laughs> she a- he asks uh, Zelina for help, and uh, basically he convinces her by saying, you know, you could even have a new start as well. We can both escape and blah blah blah. And so, uh, as they're at the town city limits trying to break the the spell, Regina shows up and uh, she's like, you know, oh, you didn't think that I would realize that my magic has been stolen. And so, uh, um, they, they, they end up trying to use the potion that was created, but it, it does nothing. You know, he, he Robin sprays it on the town line but it just zaps him back and so knowing that he is now he really is stuck in storybrook and he wants to leave regina basically tells uh, robin that if he does want to leave that that you know she is going to give him the chance to do so she will figure out she will study all her books she will figure out a way to take down the protection spell now just of note as zelina was ready to leave as well she actually ended up taking uh queen cobra uh aka the evil queen as a serpent with them as as well so later (laughs) later on uh regina and zelina finally have a moment of, of uh, coming together and uh, as as they have sort of like a, a tender-ish moment, at least for the two of them, they realize that Regina's other half, the evil queen, aka Queen uh, Cobra, is missing from her cage. But before they do that, there, there was that nice moment where Regina realizes that she can't put the blame on everything that she's done with solely the evil queen that she has to take responsibility for that as well so later on elsewhere i should say while they realize that queen cobra is missing that uh the uh, evil queen as the cobra approaches uh, robin hood and uh, ends up biting him and the reason and then she transforms into her human self and uh, we re- she explains that the anti-magic potion that was created that they were going to try to use at the town line I guess some of it splashed back on Robin we'll go with that I guess um, <laughs> when he dropped it on the town line and so she exactly bit the area where it had splashed on him and uh, that's how the evil queen oh. returned back to her normal form. And uh, Robin obviously is confused, but she's like, hey, don't you know a thing or two about doppelgangers? And she's like, I'm the evil half. I'm the evil queen. And uh, he's like, I want to leave Storybrooke. And she's like, well, they haven't been showing you the good areas. So stick with me and we will take over this town, basically, is what she said. So... Let's discuss this. Wish Robin, Regina, Zelina, the Evil Queen, 
I what did we think? I wish this Robin wasn't here. <laughs> yes. Well, Priscilla, go first. <laughs> uh, like, gosh darn. Like, I, I completely, like, you mentioned it in your recap that he, he, for good reason, like, he doesn't want to be there because he, he's never going to live up to that Robin. And it's true. Like, but I love how this bastard is like, no, I, I'm going to, I am I wanted a fresh start. And he tells Lena, yeah, I just want a fresh start so I can freshly rob some more people. Am I right? Oh, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you almost asked for a high five. I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm like, high points of this. Seeing Zelina have like this little like, and this little munchkin went to market. And this little munchkin <laughs> went to the Wizard of Oz. I love that. I love that she also was the one that, um thought to bring her sister like that back to uh, to the outside like she she brought the snake in the cage she didn't have to so that was nice and also like at the very end when she came to to give the snake back and say sorry i, I appreciated the oh you're t- you're gonna take the blame fine i'm okay with that like it's a very sister thing to do which i, I get like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad britney's here because she 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 Britney isn't here because she would have made a rebuttal like freaking hating like, yeah. Julie this episode. <laughs> but I I loved it. Like it, it it brightened up the moments where like I I just I I wish that bite at the end with the snake had meant that he died or something. It would have been too <laughs> oh dark my gosh. for the show. But God, like his storyline has to end. Like I appreciate that the actor feels like he's getting a media role and he is because this this it, it's it's fun being morally ambiguous and evil as an actor but like as as a viewer i'm i'm tired of it i'm tired of regina never getting her happy ending and never getting like completely mm-hmm. encompassing things like the only thing i feel is i like the zelina sister moments and i like that regina in the end says for everything she does no for everything I did, she owns yeah. up to it. She agreed it like that. Top notch mm-hmm. for me. Like that was the high point of the episode. I agree with you, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a really great moment for Regina. And mm-hmm. I'm a person that likes Zelina. I've said that before, and uh, I haven't enjoyed that. You know, they they gave. Regina and Zelina kind of like these really great tender moments last season and then all of a sudden they had to make them antagonistic towards one another again and that uh, Regina had this like pent up anger towards her sister and and blame uh, blames her sister for Robin's death and that kind of thing so I I liked their tender moment and I hope that we see more of it Zelina does have a a centric episode coming up so maybe we'll finally have some sort of uh, reconciliation-ish in that episode, Mm -hmm. I I hope. Just because it it would be nice to see the sisters bonding again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Man, I don't even... I did... That was the one thing I did appreciate about this episode, was Regina coming out and saying, you know, I should never have done that. I, you know, I have to accept who I am, and... I am both of these people. There's not just a, a evil person inside me who is doing all these things. I am both of these people, and mm-hmm. you know, like the season two episode, I am. We are. We are both. Oh my gosh! Bringing it back. She needs to <laughs> stand up on 
uh, Charming's pickup truck and do some sort of meeting with the story bookians. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, it, it that was like a redeeming moment for this whole storyline for me. But I mean, at least uh, at least the evil queen's not a cobra anymore, and we can deal with that next week. And I feel horrible saying this, but be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of the evil queen. Right. Mm-hmm. I hear you loud yeah. and clear. That's yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on Robin, Evil Queen, Regina Zelina? Regina's so pretty when she's sad. <laughs> like, I know. Maybe that's why they keep making her sad. <laughs> like <laughs> Lana Faria, you do the damn thing, cause like. She's just cool. I I, I, I like know. her. I love her. Man, she does she does sad very well. But please make her happy. I'm so sick of her being sad. I feel horrible for her. <laughs> oh man. One day, hopefully, we will see her happy. Yes. Someday her prince will come. <laughs> exactly. Aw. Okay, let's get into the large storyline of the episode. You do not sound happy. <laughs> if we must. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Belle and uh, Mother Superior, aka the Blue Fairy, are searching for Gideon in the forest. And uh, they end up believing, after they uh, connect with Rumpel, who's also searching, that um, Gideon is searching for the sword that Emma had the night that they. Uh, first fought and that sword as we know via the flashback is called hunting because why not and so um <laughs> rump rumple ends up getting the idea to go visit the sheriff's station and so gideon gets caught by gold while he's uh, obtaining the sword uh, which was in a locked safe in um i guess that's uh, Charming's office or Emma's office or one of theirs office. A- Emma's the sheriff's. And- mm-hmm. She is? The is she really? Yeah. Because we haven't seen well, her sheriffing. I'm just saying. Yeah. No one's got time for sheriffing. Ain't nobody got time for that. But um, but yeah, so Gideon obtains a sword, Gold catches him, and then Gold uses magic to knock Gideon out. And then at the clock tower, Gideon comes to, and he's tied up with some of the gold that Gold spindles in his um, spinning wheel. And uh, Gold basically shares a bit of his story of Balefire and dark magic and all this kind of stuff and so he asks Gideon you know tell me like what did the black fairy do to you and why do you want revenge and so uh, Gideon is like well you know if I'm going to tell you that I have to trust you so basically like you know set me free and so gold does and uh, Gideon basically explains that he was held prisoner and um the the book her handsome hero which was in 
uh, the Blue Fairy's possession uh, when um, she whisked Gideon away. It was also in uh, the possession of the Black Fairy, but I guess she had stolen the book from him or never gave it to him. But he ended up finding it, and he found comfort in it, and you know he realized he wanted to be a hero. And then uh, one night when he was caught reading it by the Black Fairy, she took another boy that was in a cell, I guess, directly in front of his, and she ended up whipping him, you know, all night, I guess. And uh, Gideon realized that his cell was open, but he was too scared to do anything about it. And so, in, in explaining that to Rumple, Rumple was like, "Oh, she left it open on purpose." And he was like, "Yeah, and um, you know, to prove, you know, that I'm not a hero, but I'm gonna be a hero." And so, while he's telling his story, Gold gives him some tea, and uh, as he's sipping it, he's like, "Ooh, what kind of tea is this?" And Gold is like, this is a, you know, a memory washing tea. It's going to make you forget about the Black Fairy and what she did to you. And uh, basically Gideon's like, um, I was raised by the Black Fairy. Like, I, you know, I don't, I'm immune to this kind of tea, basically. <laughs> and so, um... He ends up taking Gold's dagger and uses the dagger to force Gold to reveal the sword's origin. Because he needs to know who made the sword so that uh, the sword can be fixed. And uh, it turns out that the person that created the sword, the person that forged the sword, is none other than the Blue Fairy, a.k.a. his fairy godmother. So, Gideon uses the dagger to keep Gold from stopping him, because he believes that he's gonna that Gold will do anything to stop him from doing whatever he needs to do to um, rebuild the sword. And so Gideon ends up uh, sneaking up behind the fairy god, his fairy godmother, and he freezes her, and he's about to. Uh, I guess you have to use the blood of the person that created the sword to put it back together. Whatever. And Gold arrives. And Gideon's like, you know, I told you you can't stop me. And Gold is like, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to do it for you. And so Gold ends up slicing uh, the Blue Fairy's palm. Her blood starts dripping drips on the sword, the sword gets rebuilt, and uh, it also sucks up all of the Blue Fairy's light magic. So she um, falls on the floor comatose, basically. So, now Gideon has, you know, the newly forged uh, hunting, and um, I wonder, I could just imagine Blue Fairy. She's like, I made this sword. What am I going to call it? Hrunting. Like, what? No, she, she totally gave it to that ass Beowulf, and Beowulf's like, I'm going to name it Hrunting, yes. I know, right? Oh, gosh. And yes. so now that Gideon has a sword, Gideon returns the dagger to gold. Gold ends up taking the Blue Fairy to um, the pawn shop, and, you know, lays her, I guess, where everybody gets laid when they're comatose. <laughs> because everybody's <laughs> laid on there, if you think about it. 
Oh my gosh. And uh, Belle arrives, and Belle's like, oh my gosh, he did it, no. And uh, Rumple's like, no, I did it for him because I did not want his heart to get tainted, and I didn't want the, the dark magic to corrupt him. And Belle's like, oh my gosh, like, you did like you finally did the right thing by doing the wrong thing and then she gives him a hug and they're all happy and that's pretty much it <laughs> I love how you couldn't you could not do that recap without tinging it with just like your bitterness towards that oh my, oh my god just a teeny tiny I bit I could taste the rage. <laughs> yes. Okay. So much rage. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about Belle. Let's talk about Gideon. Let's talk about Rumpel. And let's talk about the Blue Fairy, who's now in a coma. <laughs> so, because why not? Isn't she, isn't she always, like, dead? She really coma? is always, like, knocked <laughs> out. Yeah, it's very not, sad. like, the yellow fairy and, like, all old and wrinkled. Okay, that's true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> Okay, so let's discuss it. Katie, is there a um, shining light that you can bring upon this storyline? Uh, well, if I'm gonna pretend I was. Oh my a... gosh! <laughs> I can't. Okay, if I was gonna pretend that I was a Rumbel? Rumple. A rumple. Gold. A rumple, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. A rumple apologist. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> okay, that's lovely. This was good for him. I, it was it was bad for him. I mean, like... Uh, Wait, I, which I, one is I it, Katie? I can't even... Okay, I appreciate that he... That he was trying to help his son even though like he's evil already he's walking around town in a dark cloak i don't know what you expect yeah from. you know what when uh, he was walking around town with the dark cloak i was like why are you like could you be more obvious let him live his life he wants to be batman he wants to be all moody and destructive <laughs> oh my god Anyways, so he, he's been to Comic Con too many times. Want, I appreciate, you know, he didn't want him to become even darker, but he also like did a dark thing himself in the process, and it's like this whole cycle that just keeps repeating itself. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> someone stop it! I, I, I really. I can't even put into words anything. Okay. Anyone else want to try? Well, I'll say this. Uh, like, uh, it's just, it was like, I really don't even know what to say either. Good grief. <laughs> um, well, I'll say what I didn't like. I, I did not like that Belle is, is like bonding with him over this. It, it just, it disappointed me in Belle especially after everything that she said in the first half of the season. And, like, I didn't like that they have Belle to the point to where she's now, like, justifying Rumpel's bad behavior because, oh, it's going to save our son. So you could be bad. You could be extra bad. You could kill Emma. You know, just, uh, you know, don't let our son kill Emma. You know, it, it just... Okay. She, has, she hasn't said that yet. Well, but... 
She's on she's on that slippery slope. This whole like yeah, she hasn't gotten there yet. But this whole thing with blue, it's like, why you should be like, what the heck? Why did you do that? I mean, I understand that like at least blue's not dead. At least she can come back. Yeah, I, I will say I, I did like that he threw in the line that was like, you know, once all this is over, you know, we can restore her magic. So I guess blue. Like there's a isn't little dead. bit of hope there for him. Uh but at the same time it's like why did you have to like I, and, okay, I'm trying to remember. Did Gideon threaten to make him do it anyway without the dagger or with the dagger? No, he told him uh I don't want you to stop me. Okay. So basically it was going to happen like regardless of if um Rumple did it or Gideon did it. That's what I'm getting from this. Well, Gideon, yeah, like Gideon a, was going to do it. Like Reminder least... that this is this this is the excuse that they're going to give if Emma dies. It's going to happen whether Rumple did it or Gideon did it. Oh my well, gosh. no, I'm not... Okay, but at least in this instance... Okay, this is the one good thing out of this. At least in this instance, the Blue Fairy didn't die. And, like, Rumple... I mean, he still did a bad thing. <laughs> this is the sound of oh, Mr. Rumple apologist. But at least she... She will be able to come back to life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listeners, Katie is know. a rumple apologist. I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Okay, Priscilla, save us. Okay, so... <laughs> on one hand, I love the characterization that we finally got from Gideon, because he's just been kind of like yes, a bitch, and yeah. we don't know why you're a bitch. Like... But now we know it's because, like, you went, like, nobody else really gets the whole, I lived a really evil childhood, like, I was mm -hmm. abused as much as, like, yeah. this episode just kind of delineated, like, yes, he's been tortured, this is why he wants to, to change things. He honestly believes if he becomes a hero with that sword, he can change things. And it's a nice comparison to Beowulf and how he held up the sword to that soldier and he's like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what we go through as long as I have this sword I can defeat everything and everything will be better hunting it feels like hunting if yes. it's like the it, it's it's like they're deluded by the power that the sword is said to have like mm -hmm. and yeah I I that's what you're saying about Gideon that was like that was a really good scene to get because it lays out that's a horrible childhood like just even that little scene that he described is horrible like this this black fairy is ter a terrible person and it really does kind of describe why he is the way he is which is good to get that i liked i i, I liked him kind of running around in the cloak it's just it, it's, <laughs> it's great it's, it's so extra it, it's great it's that level of like, well, why does the evil queen wear hoop skirts still? Because <laughs> yeah. fashion matters. Because like, it does. Them, like, them would you take matters. would you take like a bad guy seriously, like a fairy tale bad guy seriously, if he just walked around in like jeans and a relaxed t shirt? Like I would. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, at least I give him credit for being for being great with his evil fashion sense. <laughs> I mean, look at his father. Yeah. I I appreciated also the the mirroring to how 
he wants to do the right thing with them, but he does it with all the wrong reasons. Like, you don't try and drug your kid. You don't force them <laughs> into, like, like being, Have like, some tea. tied up. But, but he's trying his goddamn best to be a good person. He's just, like, it's like trying to be something without ha- knowing the rules. So, yeah. Father of the year, he is not. Ever. <laughs> he wants to be so bad, but like, yeah, he just no, can't. He just can't. I like again. It, he he's interesting to watch. Like I, it feels like this season they're really like nitpicking and showing us the details of why he does bad things, like why he he fucks up so often. And this episode, I was hoping beyond hope that like he'd find like a way to like tell Emma or something like that not to stop them but to like break from the norm to to share the information without necessarily physically doing it like to find a loophole in things because Rumpelstiltskin always finds a loophole and it'd be interesting to see that used in something good as opposed to just something selfish or evil and in this, it, it's it's almost like it's he's a problematic fave in that like he tries to do good things, but he never ends up doing it right. My big issue, though, is that he takes the fall so his son doesn't. So his son never learns the repercussions of doing bad things. And not only that, but Belle is okay with it. That fucked me over. I was just kind of like, you were doing mm. so well this episode. You were being interesting to me. You were showing me like contrasting like opinions, like different reactions, and I liked this. And then you made Bell agree with like his apologizing ways and being mm-hmm. like, well, it, you you put you you drained the blue fairy and he just has another like now he has all of his magic back and he has the sword. But we'll figure out a way together. Thank you, Rumple, for murdering <laughs> for, for attempting murder instead of our son. Like Ah, oh, God, Belle, why? Like, now <laughs> he's not my least favorite character. She is. Because she's excusing oh. all of this and trying to be, like, be this model of a good character, of a good person. And a good person doesn't excuse that, doesn't apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. This is a yep. difficult episode to love. Mm-hmm. That's a callback. Kind of wish that we could be like, who? Who's your least favorite character and why? Because that would, that would automatically be Belle for me this episode. Oh snap! Well, and that's like that Beowulf was a jerk, and I didn't like him at all. But like, <laughs> Belle, I I dislike for completely different reasons. Like, damn. And this is after Beauty and the Beast came out. How dare you? Once upon a time. <laughs> oh my god. Do 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 do. Beautiful. Yeah. Maybe Thank we you. should just have you sing the songs for the rest of the time. I appreciate that. To, like, discuss the well, we're going to be singing a lot in a, in, in a couple of weeks. I'm just saying. Katie will sing for us. <laughs> oh, yes. Get ready. It's gonna we'll be have fun. our very own musical episode. <laughs> but, okay. We're so, going to sing the recap to you. There you go. Yes. Any final thoughts? I feel like we've sort of expressed everything. And in record time. I'm just saying. Um, final thoughts. Jiminy Cricket is the best. <laughs> oh my god! His, his grin is everything to me, and seeing Sweet Pea back is nice. Like, 
I, I think it was actually played by a baby this time as opposed to just like a little doll inside of a blanket, which is cute too. Like there there's little bits of the of the episode that was that that was nice. That like, one scene with Regina, or, or not Regina, with Zelina, like talking about, oh, what was she saying? She was talking to her babe, to Robin. She was saying, oh, Munchkin. She was talking about Munchkins. That was really cute. That was cute. I'll admit that. Okay. So, since we're done talking about the episode, or recapping it, let's get into the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And I believe this week there's Slim Pickens. So this will be very interesting. I'm excited for it. So the rule is the same. Even though there are Slim Pickens, if someone mentions a character, you cannot repeat it. You must pick a different one. And you can't pick a character that was not on the screen. Katie. What? No, I don't know. Who else was I going to choose? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, well, Katie, I'll be nice to you. You may go first. Who is your MVP and why? <laughs> Should I be super mean and take Priscilla's? Because I, I, know, I know what hers is. No, g- go ahead and do that because I feel like you, you're going to have trouble picking anyone else. So, <laughs> go ahead. I kind of want to hear what you guys' answers are going to be. Okay, so I'm going to choose Regina because she's... I mean, I would choose Emma or Hook, but like they were really? in it for like two seconds. They were they were in it for two seconds. So I'm choosing Regina because I really love that moment of self realization for her, where you know she admitted that she should never have tried to split herself because it wasn't effective. She was just trying to excuse her darkness away and she has to accept that that is a part of her um and that was that was a great moment of self-realization and uh and also what i loved about her this episode was that she was she realizes that she should not have brought robin and yet she's still going to give him you know a chance at whatever life he wants uh even though it's very hard for her it's, it, heart, it breaks her heart, but she's still going to do it anyway. Um, so, I chose the most obvious answer, probably. So, I, yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys are going to say. Priscilla, your MVP and why? Man, I'm going to, like, kill both of you for this. Like, not, not because... Well, shit, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Rumple is my favorite character this episode. <gasps> Wait, Rumple, Rumple, Stiltskin, not Mr. Gold, or both? Yeah, I'm just gonna say both. Like they're the, they're the same character. Like I'm not. This isn't some evil queen, Mr. Gold. Like this this isn't some split thing. They're both the same character, and I appreciated like that we got to see glimmerings of the Rumple that faced off against Pan and said, I'm a villain, villains don't get happy endings. When he was trying his best to, to, to tell Bay, okay, then fine, I won't use magic. I'm, I'll keep my promise to you. And he tried to keep his promise again. Like, even knowing that like a, the village that they grew up in, like that they were going to hate him. And he actually did like man up and try and go defeat like the the evil monster without his powers which we haven't seen at all in him that was that was good stuff and hell even though i have like 
issues with him dealing with Gideon, the dynamics between those two characters, like how they kind of bounce off of one another, like it's good. Like it's it's compelling to watch. Like this this was a Rumple centric episode, but I wasn't but I wasn't mad at Rumple. So yeah. I'm gonna give it to him. I'm shocked. <laughs> Knock me over with the feather. I thought, <laughs> I, I, told thought you. I thought you were gonna make it difficult for me, but you made it easy. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because I'll be honest, I, I was going to pick Regina, but I try not to go <laughs> first a lot just because I moderate and I feel like it's a little self-indulgent if I always pick myself first and try to take <laughs> the good ones, unless I really feel passionately about uh, why they're, um, they're the why whoever I'm picking is the MVP. So since Regina has been picked, and since I would not have picked Rumple. It kind of clears the field a little bit, even though there aren't that many other people to choose from. And I'm going to give it to Jiminy Cricket, a.k.a. Archie, because even though he had a teeny tiny small scene, I, I like what they've been doing with him, basically sort of like being the conscience of like all these characters and like, you know, steering them in the right direction and, and giving them either... Um, advice on like what to do, like clearing their heads and like, um, you know, allowing them to see which path they're supposed to take or being sort of like their cheerleader when they're doing sort of like the right thing. And I felt like he was definitely being a bit of a, you know, like a support system for Hook in all that he's been through and uh, like showing him that you have come a long way and um, you know, you're, you're moving in the right direction. So I give props to Jiminy Cricket. So now this is probably another interesting moment <laughs> in this podcast. Cause we're going to rate this episode on an Apple scale of one to 10. I don't know if I should read this line because it's not going to be appropriate for this episode. I feel <laughs> But if you do find an ep this episode to be worthy of more than 10 apples, you may grant it the coveted golden apple. I don't think it's going to happen. But, <laughs> Katie, you're first. Spoiler alert. Golden apple. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I kidding. knew it. <laughs> I secretly liked it the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, that would have been um, a plot twist. I've been really thinking about this. I'm like... Is this too low? Is this, like, ridiculously low? How low can but you go? I, ca I kind of want to say four. Like, four. Boom, 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 boom. Just because... Like four I apples said, for the four minutes you like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty much. That's, that's, that's legit. <laughs> um, no, like I said... The pacing was so weird. It felt like stuff was shoehorned in. Um, the proposal, I'm happy that they're engaged, like I said, but it was definitely not what I wanted at all. Um, I loved the moment with Regina, uh, where she was, you know, the self-realization. I loved how happy Emma was. Just We're just going to ignore the whole hook killing her grandfather thing. And just, she was so happy. It was so cute. Um... <sighs> And just, hey, we got to see little or young Bay. That was great. I love Balefire, young Balefire. Uh, and then I did what um, Priscilla said about um, about Rumple in her MVP section was very true. So I, I did like that about it. But 
it just the episode wasn't my favorite and I probably wouldn't choose to rewatch it. So I'm just gonna go with four apples. Katie will ignore its existence. Except for the last <laughs> like thirty seconds. Yeah, we'll just pretend that's it. Just put that in repeat for like forty five minutes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Priscilla. I get the feeling this is the first time I'm not gonna be the Russian judge and pick and give it the lowest score. Cause oh. I don't think it's an epi- like there's rare episodes like this season that I've wanted to give like bad scores to. The Camelot season, holy shit, I gave that fours and sixes all the way. But <laughs> this one, like, it's not that I had a problem with it, but it isn't something that really like shouts out to me that like this is a good thing like i hated the proposal and i hated the bell thing but just because of that i'm not gonna give it like a really low score like i'm i'm middling between a six and a seven so i'm gonna give it a 6.5 like it's it's enough to pass in certain areas but like people that really want their a or their b or their 3.5 that time are not gonna get it with this episode so 6.5 6.5 apples Okay. Interesting. So, I don't agree with either of you. Like, my number isn't matching either of you, but it is in the middle-ish. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, I, when, after I saw the episode, like, I said, you know, I'd probably give this episode a six. And as we were talking about it, I'm not going to let it go about halfway through our recap. I was like, I'm probably going to change my answer to like a five. (laughs) But I'm going to go with what I initially thought, like right off the bat after I saw the episode. I'm just going to go with a six. Um, If if we're going on like the grading scale, a six would be like 60%, which would be like a D. So I I think that's appropriate. Um, (laughs) On other... Like, actual recaps, uh, I think Entertainment Weekly gave it a C. Um, I, th- I think I saw on another site, uh, they gave it, like, a, it was either, I think it was, like, a 3 out of 5 or something like that. So, it's, we're, we're like, in the right direction, at least as far as, like, other recappers and reviewers. Um, for all and the... I feel bad because I follow certain, like, gold-centric, like, blogs just to get, like, some some mishmash some like new blood some new opinions for this and they love it they're like this is this is some top 10 material here well there you yeah go. a lot of my friends are rumble or rumbell rumple fans and they really liked it and like good i'm yeah. glad that you you appreciated it well we I'm apologize <laughs> to all the rumbellers that are listening for bringing your spirits down but um oh, gosh uh, for all the reasons that both of you said, um, there were certain things that were good, uh, like the the Regina realization, the Regina Zelina stuff. I'd say for the most part, the entire Regina Zelina Robin Evil Queen storyline was interesting in and of itself, even though it was kind of like its own little thing. Um, I was really disappointed in the Captain Swan engagement. I am happy that they're engaged. I just don't like how it happened at all. And really disappointed in... Um, bell and uh yeah i mean the the flashback was kind of eh uh, i did not as i mentioned like the the retconning the bastardization of young uh, balefire uh, just to suit a uh, rumple uh, was uh, was just disappointing so for me a six 
So on that note, it well, six apples, probably like a couple of them are a little rotten, but <laughs> one of them's got a worm sticking out. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> so Katie, on that note, uh, since we um, broke a lot of hearts <laughs> during this episode, <laughs> I'm sure you have some wonderful, positive, exciting news for us in the spoiler section. Oh yes, it is time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybookweeklymirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com. Um, we do have some some fun stuff to go over not a ton but some some great stuff regardless um first of all for the musical episode which is titled the song in your heart and it is the 20th episode so that's like seven episodes away or something like that um they kind of you know did a little spoiler section on apparently some new things but there was really only like one line in there that was new information to us um, they said that we will be seeing a wide range of people singing and a lot of people that maybe we don't expect, like, for example, Granny, Grumpy, Geppetto, and Henry. So, there you go. Apparently we're going to be seeing, seeing Granny, Grumpy, Geppetto, and Henry singing as well. You know, I'm excited about <laughs> Granny. <laughs> we're going to have a love song between Granny and Geppetto. It's going to happen. Yes, it needs to. Mm -hmm. For sure. <laughs> so this so, is love. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. We also okay. One of the most exciting things that we got was the title for the final episodes of the sixth season. Um. And these are for episodes twenty-one and twenty-two. They are titled "The Final Battle." Part 1 and The Final Battle, Part 2. And, of course, they are written by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, and they will be directed by Ralph Hemmaker. So, it's very interesting that they named them The Final Battle. Like, that... It, first of all, it brings it back to the pilot where Rumpel is saying the final battle will begin, uh -huh. if you remember that. Which is really cool. I like how they brought it full circle. And it does kind of confirm that the, the current storyline is wrapping up. Um, which which is interesting. I think at this... We've talked about it a lot in the past, but I think at this point, it, there's nowhere else they can go. So it just makes sense to me. Um... But, yeah, so that's interesting. We got we got that to look forward to. But it's not going to happen for, like, eight more episodes. So we can kind of just enjoy the moment for now. Um, we got some filming information for the 21st episode. Zelina Films and her Wicked Witch wardrobe. Also, Jasmine will be back for the finale, which is kind of exciting. Um, she filmed, I don't know if... Aladdin filmed it all, but I would assume he did. I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out as filming happens more these next several weeks. Um, also, the character, we don't know her name, but whoever's character Ailson Fernandez plays, she filmed for this episode as well. Um, and then 
in Storybrooke? Do you know? Uh, you know what? She filmed... Okay, well, it didn't say what she filmed. She just posted a picture with Colin. Okay. And said that she got to meet Colin and had a good time. So I don't... I'm going to guess in Storybrooke, and I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Thank don't you, know. little girl, for not sharing anything. I know. Gosh, that's spoiled. Come on. Yeah, you're like on. a young kid. You're supposed to accidentally spoil. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know what ah. I'm doing. Like, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Man, maybe we can cross our fingers that she does. I know, right? Her. You remember when, um, who was it? Oh, it was poor Cruella. Like posted something like i'm gonna be cruella and then like she had to take it down <laughs> that's, that's right that's great yeah well she could blame it she's foreign like i don't know what you know yeah so also for this episode this just came out today um they're apparently filming in the streets of steveston tomorrow so you know they're getting all the sets set up and all of that um and the name of mr gold chef has changed to gideon's goodies gold gold and sun oh golden sun sun holy fudge that means nothing to me i don't know what that what that does (laughs) somebody figure this out detective this i know Well, well that means gideon is alive He's alive and he's not a kid, obviously. He's like, taken he's over the business. Yeah, they're in like good terms. Like, or Gold died and he took okay, over there, the business. There are there are rumors that Rumple might be dying at the end of the season. Um, there is no. Uh, we'll see. Well, we will see. There's no substantial evidence for it at this point, but we shall see. Um, and then I forgot about this, but we did get some more information on the 18th episode, which is titled Where Bluebirds Fly, and it is written by David H. Goodman and Bridget Hales, and it is the, uh, some more Wicked Witch backstory. She, Rebecca Mater did kind of a little spoiler interview type thing, and she said that we will be meeting the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion Yay. in this episode. Yes, as well as seeing more flying monkeys, so... I'm kind of excited that yeah. we actually get to see the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion. That's Me cool. too, because those are those kind are two fun. elements that we haven't seen so far. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's kind of like a fun little thing. and It's going to be interesting to see how it kind of wraps into the current storyline as well. Um, and then also for this episode, young Zelina will be back as well. She filmed for the... Apparently, she said that she filmed the scene for the very beginning of this episode. So. Oh, okay. We get to see more of young Zelina as well. Um, and that's pretty much all the information we have. Uh, any spoilers that came out this past week? We do have the press release for the next episode, which is the 14th episode of season six, and it is titled Page 23. Uh, and it was written... It was written by David H. Goodman and Bridget Hales as well. Um, Here's what the press release reads. Believing there isn't room in Storybrooke for both her and Regina, the Evil Queen sets out to eliminate her other half using Robin to bait the trap. 
Hook, determined to make things work with Emma, turns to his old friend Captain Nemo for advice, but Gideon torpedoes his plan before he's able to set things right. Oh gosh, what if, uh, if there's literally like a real torpedo, like I don't, I don't care, but I freaking love the fact that Gideon has come to shit on everything the way his father does, the way Bay did. Like, like yeah, I'm gonna ruin everything. Kaboom. Okay. Like, I just see a torpedo, like, heading to, like, Nemo's submarine. Oh, my gosh. I just love how they used torpedoes. They're, they're going to use a torpedo. Like, there's no other reason why it's they... There's a torpedo in the episode, listeners. We can bet Get on ready. that. Yes. Kaboom. Gideon, the emo Kylo Ren of this this uh, series, is going to use a torpedo against Captain Hook. <laughs> Anyways, here's the rest of the flashback. Or not the flashback. Oh, dear God. The rest of the press release. It says, in a flashback to the Enchanted Forest, the Evil Queen learns a surprising lesson about the true source of her misery. So, really? keep in mind, coming back to this episode is Tinkerbell, which is Yay. exciting. I'm so happy. Yes! Um, obviously, she's going to be involved with the backstory i would assume and i'm hoping that we get to see her in present day storybook as well um so yes tinkerbell's coming back um regina's father is coming back as well yes. for the flashbacks and captain nemo's coming back and all of this next episode that's it yep this next episode no that and means I believe... everything's all squished together she I'm hoping that this will fit together better. The torpedo. Like sometimes they have Kaboom. a lot of random stuff in an episode and it actually works. Um, but this past episode just didn't work. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this one will actually like randomly somehow work. We'll see. But um, that's basically what we have. There are um, promotional photos as well for the next episode. And it looks like it's just... Um, Mainly pictures of the flashback with the Evil Queen and her father. So, they're at some village threatening villagers again. Yeah, and the Evil Queen does not look cute. She lo No, she looks... She's got a hat on. And some weird, like... Ruffly type of crap. Ruffly? <laughs> I don't know. It's no way, no. The Evil Queen is better when the cleavage is out, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... Yeah, she's got a classic leather on, but yep. Um, leather. Also, we do have the. We actually have the rate. First of all, we didn't go over the ratings for last week because they weren't out yet. Last week's episode got an 0.9 in the ratings, so it stayed steady with the previous week. This week got an 0.8 in the demographics, so it went down a tenth, and it also lost millions of viewers and went down to 2.72 million viewers. Versus the, like, 3.06 million viewers we had last week. So, I'm hoping it'll bump up next week. But, uh, I don't know. Crossing my fingers that it'll bump back up. Um, it would be nice to stay steady at an 0.9 if we could. Um, that increases the chance of a seventh season. But, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, the only positive note, even though it was a series low demo, mm -hmm. is that yes. it did do better than the rest of ABC's lineup. 
It did, as always. And it has consistently done that, which is great. Even with these horrible ratings lately, it's it's still beating all of ABC's other lineups that night. Yeah. So the only positive note is, one, they can't cancel everything. <laughs> two, it really seems like they're trying to work out for at least a seventh and final season. Mm-hmm. And three... It does do better than the rest of the ABC Sunday Night lineup. So, man, all I'm saying is it would suck if they went through all of these acrobatics with people's, uh, yeah, like contracts for them to say, "Well, we're sorry, but we're canceling this whole thing anyway." Like, that would which suck. I mean, that has happened before. Castle is an example. I mean, they tried to make it survive, and at the end of the day, they just canceled it anyway. I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that Adam and Eddie have some sort of plan where mm-hmm. they're filming some type of something in these next couple of weeks to where if they find out within the next month or so that it's canceled, that they can maybe there's like an alternate edit where it makes more sense and it feels like a series finale versus mm-hmm. like, because I, I feel like the way that they're filming it, it it's going to be a cliffhanger. Because obviously yeah. they're they're setting it up for the seventh season. So I, I hope know. that they have the foresight to at least film something to where there's... And, and better than the Castle Coda, which was kind of weird. Um, hopefully they've filmed something to where it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, that's what I'm clinging to. Yeah. Ugh. I hate this, yo. I hate it. Also, don't leave it to the DVD extras because some of us watch this on Netflix and we're never going to get that. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know that they they have to set up a seventh season because it's still on the table, but, like... And it's it, it, this show is, like, majorly on the bubble. Like, no one knows. I mean, they probably know more than we do, but, like, no one knows which way it's going to go. So what do you do when you're writing it? Do you write it as a cliffhanger so that it does lead into another season? Or do you write it like as a final thing and then you find out that you've got another season and you're like, well, what the crap do I do? So I'm hoping, like you said, that that they are filming or doing some sort of alternate ending just in case. Yeah, because these two new characters aren't going to make any sense. if um, Nope. Yeah, if they get canceled, to be quite honest. Pretty, pretty much. The <laughs> weird thing is, even though TV Line, uh, as of today, our, our recording day on Monday, they did do an article. They've been doing a lot of articles, like Keep It or Cut It, um, as far as shows that are on the bubble and that kind of thing. Weirdly enough, uh, TV Line also does a renewal scorecard, and they still list Once Upon a Time as a safe bet. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that on other, other sites, too, that they listed as a pretty safe bet um tv grim reaper on twitter is usually pretty accurate he he has it as a 55 percent chance renewal the last i checked it might have gone down after this last last uh ratings came out but i don't know cling to that extra five percent of positivity i know know, right (laughs) me (laughs) And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It, they can't cancel everything, listeners. They they exactly, really can't. Exactly. 
their only new show that has done any type of well this season is um what is it called designated survivor the Kiefer sutherland yeah, show that's, that's right. the only drama that has done well all of the other dramas mm-hmm. even dramas that are in their second and third seasons are not doing as well surprisingly enough yeah. i think their number one drama is gray's anatomy which has been on for like 25 seasons 500 <laughs> been on since the beginning of yeah time, gray's anatomy like... which is which is on eight o'clock eastern on thursday night is their highest rated tgit show mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. there's only there's only so much you can cancel time. Yeah, exactly. You can't cancel everything. Yeah. So every network except for CBS is having a tough time. Does CBS have any stock in the Nielsen ratings? Hmm. Because hmm. CBS is the only network that's doing well. That's interesting. Yeah. It's because old people review stuff for the Nielsen things. Like you know, that could they- be. You know, you're you might be on it, Priscilla. Maybe they do have older families uh, as a part of Nielsen. They don't have that many young families. It's very true. It's very unbalanced. Everyone has said that for years. And it's very curious that this year especially, ratings are horrible for everything. I don't see much that gets over like a 1.5 in the ratings. Yeah, I don't buy anymore. it. I don't buy it. Like I, Something's wrong with Nielsen. As uh, yeah. was proven last week when the Nielsen had that huge error and they couldn't report I ratings for a couple a days. power outage, but maybe I was wrong about that. Yeah, something's wrong with Nielsen. They need to figure it out. And yeah. I don't buy that everyone that's young is only streaming. There are a lot of people that still watch tv yeah, like, the I day of live so I or don't even know. then like put put stuff in their dvr they're like and, and yeah, those numbers exactly. dvr numbers like, actually after- are pretty impressive for some shows like some shows they go up like 150 200 300 percent when you add the dvr mm-hmm. numbers in <laughs> agents of shield there you yeah, yeah that is, that's a show that increases dramatically with DVRs. Katie, maybe mm-hmm. something that you can do for the next time that you're with us. Maybe you yes. can research DVR numbers to see what percentage boost once gets. Okay, I do know that last week's episode, because Spoiler TV does like a popularity thing, which gains the most popularity. Mm-hmm. This isn't a DVR thing, but like, which has the most popularity that week um, or gains the most popularity, something like that throughout the week. And last week's episode was at the top of all the shows they were talking. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and I know that it does get a good DVR boost. I just don't know the exact numbers. So I will definitely look that up. Awesome. Sounds good. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. 
Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Have a juicy rest of the day. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybook Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. Good night. Good night.